Welcome to the Anchor Baptist Podcast, recorded live every Sunday right here in North Central Florida at Anchor Baptist Church. We invite you to come fellowship with us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. You can also visit us online on Facebook, as well as our website, anchorbaptist.life. We ask you to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Help us get the Word of God out to, to others, and we thank you for listening. All right. All right, so back into hot topics. I've never seen people get so emotional, outrageous, just by going by and and seeing a sign or something on the side of the road, and they feel the need to, you know, record their thoughts, to put it out to the world, but in such a matter that they're screaming, they're crying, they're just there. And then when you see what the subject matter is, it just makes you wonder how can they be that way so hard so much and do they really know all the facts and I think that's a big part and we've talked about this that we just don't know all the facts about things we get little bits and pieces of what people what Satan what the world wants to show us and we don't get everything and we take these little things and we run with it so let's start off today in um, Psalms 139, verse 13. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and thy souls know right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And curiously throughout the lowest parts of the earth. Thy eyes did see substance, yet being unperfect, and thy book with all my members were written, which in occurrence were fashioned within thee, there was none of them. You know me when I was made in the dark. You knew me in my mother's womb. We're talking about abortion today. And what does God have to say about that? I was uh, really shocked when I started to do some research for this subject today. And the first couple of things I ran across was things that was using the Word of God out of context in a way to promote something that was not of God. God is all about family. He created us because he wanted a family. He told us come together in the union of marriage and to be fruitful and multiply. Psalms 127. Verse 
verse 3. Lo, children are heritages of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in his hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath a quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with the enemies in the gate. God is about children. And he can't tell us here that they are a blessing, that they are a reward, and then turn around and say anything else in contrast because God does not waver. God has one truth and one truth only. And he does not change his mind and he does not contradict himself. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee. And I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. We see multiple times that God talks about knowing us before we are born. In the womb. Because that is where life begins. In one of these false teachings, and that's exactly what it is, it tries to use the example of Adam, saying that he was not anything until God breathed life into him. And they say that the breath is what constitutes life. But that is not what the Word says. The Word says, I knew thee in thy womb. The argument is that it is nothing more than a bunch of cells. That is not a life. But yet... We spend millions of dollars to send crafts to the Mars, to the moon. And then they find the least little bit of bacteria. And they say, there is life on Mars. So a bacteria is life, but a human is not. If a pregnant woman is murdered and the life of the child is also taken the person is charged with taking two lives the lives of the mother and the life of a child so how is it that in that aspect it is a life but when it's done for convenience it's not and then we go to how far do we go? How far do, can we go along with it? We talked about a little earlier today about late-term abortions. They are so graphic. They are so far along that this is a liable baby. That if they were to be born, they could survive. But yet, they're allowed to take that life. 
And we have to ask ourselves, why? Why do we have this battle? We have everything that God says. We know that life is important. It's something that we only have one of. It is something that is so special. So let's look. We'll take this practical look again. This look that applies not to the religious community, but to every individual out there. Why? Why is there such a battle? Why is there such passion for this? Of course, with pro-life, we want to protect life. We want to protect these individuals, these people that cannot protect themselves. We want to see what potential they'll be, what they'll grow up to be, who they'll be, and what they can do with this world. So what about the other side? Originally, this concept was developed for certain things. Medical reasons. If the life of the mother was in danger. Okay. In the, in the event of a violent act, such as rape. Okay. Many times, there are many people that are walking around today that their lives would not be here because their mothers walked into a doctor's office and were giving some heartbreaking news that the doctor believed that something was wrong and something would not be right with that child. So the option is to abort the pregnancy. And many of these brave women, many with a strong faith, said, no, no, I will not take that. I will not accept that. And what happened? They gave birth to a perfectly healthy baby. Because medicine is not always perfect. It does not always have all the answers. It cannot see everything. But God can. And when we're faced with an adversity like this, prayer can perform miracles. There's no test. There's no sonogram that is bigger than God and cannot turn the situation around. There's many times it is simply just a mistake. There's another group of mothers out there. And they were faced with the same situation. They went to that office one day and received some terrible news that something is not right. And then there's sometimes that everything looks like it's going to be just fine. And things happen. Things we didn't see. Things we didn't expect. Things go wrong at the last moment of the birth. And any of these situations can cause a child that what we may call 
not up to normal standards. They might look a little different. They might act a little different. You know, they have these things called special needs. But they all share something. All these groups of mothers share something too because each and every one of them love that child just the same. Just the same. So, is there really a medical need? And then the violent acts. This word of God is full of people's mistakes. But yet God turned them around and used them for his good. And just because someone is born of less than perfect conditions. Just because things aren't always the way we plan. Just because things ain't always the way we want. Does that mean that someone that's born in some darkness can't be a beacon of light? Does that mean that that child can't be loved by that mother just as it had been born underneath the perfect conditions? Does that mean that that child can't grow up and be something great? Because just like these other groups, these mothers too exist, and there's a group of them that made that same thing and said, no. It may have not been my plan, it may have not been my want, but it's what happened. And I am going to embrace it. And those women love their children. And them children have grown up to be great individuals. And many have made this world a better place. But now, it's become a thing of convenience. We can push away all of the things why it was brought about, why we still might want to do it, and get down to the nuts and bolts of what everybody is so up in arms about. My body, my choice. Well, you know what? It is. But you see, the choice doesn't come at the end. The choices all came before that. You've had your choices. But if we get to the point where we're facing taking a life, and that's what it is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what we were doing. We are taking a life then all the choices that led up to that have been wrong. And maybe if you make that many wrong choices, your choice privileges need to be taken away. We need to go back to what God says and follow it.
God tells us all these things. He tells us that we should unite in marriage. Because it takes care of our personal needs. It prevents us from going out and fulfilling the pleasures of the flesh because we have that bond, we have that unity at home that we can be taken care of. To have a family is a natural progression of this union of marriage. So when this happens, it's not a curse. It's not something bad, but it is a blessing. It is this reward that God talks about. We uh, say that we're, we're not ready. We're never ready. There is nothing that we can prepare for in life totally and completely. There's no instruction manual other than what God tells us in his word about how to raise a child. They have their own will, their own personality, their own sets of problems, their own difficulties. And it's up to us with the guidance of God to navigate these things. There's no amounts of self-help books, what to expect when you're expecting, anything like that that we can do to change that. Well, I simply can't afford it. We find ways of affording what we want. We all can make sacrifices. We can all work hard. We can do what we have to do. And God will bless us if we are faithful to him. He will provide a way. He will open doors. Choices. All of our choices have consequences. We go out and we give in to our desires. Many times it's underneath the influence, it's in the spur of the moment. Sometimes we don't even know who the person was. And we're left in this situation. But there were so many things, so many choices, choices you could have done with your body to prevent it from happening. First of all, we can follow God's word. That's the ultimate prevention. But I'm going to be real here. I'm talking to everybody. Everybody don't follow God's word, so I'm talking to everybody. So what about the 28 different types of contraception that's available? And through the 28 different types, there's all kinds of umbrellas underneath that of different brands and techniques and whatnot. That's a whole lot of choices. And I was going to call 
abortion a plan B, but yet there's already a plan B that you can do before that step too. There's many choices that you already have. And then we have people out there that want a family more than anything. That newborn babies are the highest sought after person for adoption. Families that have means, that have the ability, that want nothing more than to love a child. Why can't they have one? What is it that makes a person want to go through eight, nine, seven months of pregnancy and then decide enough's enough that they're just going to terminate it then? So much closer to the finish line to go that they could change the life of a couple that can't conceive on their own and to change the life of this unborn child that wants to live. All because of an inconvenience. How would you have liked it if you were an inconvenience? If however old you are, you subtract that many years and say, hmm, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right conditions. I wasn't ready. Aren't you glad that you had one of them moms that brought you forward, that allowed you to come and live your life? Are we really this selfish as a group, as humans, that we're willing to say it's all right. Is it really that bad? Are we living in a world that's so bad that we say that it's better for a child never to be born than to be born of this world? Are we really that selfish that we can't be inconvenienced, that we can't pay for our decisions that we made? For everything, we want justice. That's what everything is today. You know, we don't feel that somebody's bringing to justice. We want to protest. We want to riot. We want to tear things up. We talk about how this life matters and that life matters and all these different groups and how they're, they're being mistreated. But what about this group that cannot speak for themselves? Are we that selfish? And what about us That's it doesn't affect? You know, we didn't do it. We stand by and we just 
nod our heads. Well, if it don't affect us, then I guess it's okay. Is that how we really feel? And the men, you know, it takes two people. It's two sets of DNA. But the man has no say-so. That child is part his, half his. And yet, because it's her choice and her body, he has no say. Until it comes time for money. Then, of course, we want participation. We have to start taking accountability for ourselves. God gives us free will. And sometimes I think he shouldn't because we don't do very good with it. But we have the opportunity to. We have the opportunity to turn it around, change things. And each and every one of us should be praying for that change. Change of hearts, change the conditions, change of the state. Satan just keeps lying to us day after day, week after week. And we see as history has progressed, we are becoming more and more tolerable about things. Morality keeps going down and down. The word of God is almost non-existent. And because we're allowing it to happen. You have your choice. Make the right choices. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we have this opportunity to speak your word today, Father. We know that there are many people that are facing tough decisions, Father. And there are consequences no matter what we choose. And choices sometimes are scary. We have the pressure of going against the crowd sometimes. And we have the pressure of doing the right thing. And these things always seem like they're the toughest. Father, we ask for strength when we are making these choices. We ask for your guidance and your wisdom, your love and your blessings, Father. We ask for your spirit to come upon us. We ask you that we can make good choices that's pleasing unto you. We ask if there's a need out there today, Father, whoever has it, will just let the chains be broken, fall off, Father, unhinge Satan's graph, and let us come forward to you today. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.